1: Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation. Yes, still on the face of the planet. Still the greatest success story the world has ever known. I'm talking about America. She's something to see, I'm telling you. Yes, she is, and it's going to get better for you and me as we go along. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, emanating coast to coast throughout the Fruited Plains of that great nation over our flagship Enterprise, uh, Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see housed the magnificent Red State Talk billboard. And uh, OCL's face, 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week, pops up there because the C.L. Bryant, Show pops up there, and he's looking back at you in Times Square, which I really believe um, is coming, becoming a, a jungle again. Uh, you over in Chinatown, somebody was actually stomped, stripped, and left uh, in Chinatown. I remember New York City late seventies, uh, early eighties, and nineties, early nineties before Giuliani did what he did. New York was a it was a jungle. I'm telling you, it truly, truly was. And it's going back that way. It's going to be that way again under Joe Biden. Joining me now, hey, I had uh, many people call me the other day when I had uh, my good friend Scott... Adams on with me, who's the president and CEO of our flagship station, Red State Talk Radio, and they said to me, "One old boy, uh, in fact, a friend of mine in Florida, uh, she said, I 'I can't hear him, I can't hear him. You need to turn him up, whatever.'" And uh, so we had bad, bad problem with the audio. And then one old boy from Arkansas, he said, "Hey, uh, I wanted to hear what that feller said about uh, uh, that Pelosi thing there. How oh, she's uh, finagling uh, to get rid of both of them, uh, you know?" He said he could get on board with that, and uh, he couldn't hear, he couldn't really hear the sound either. And I apologize to all of you for that. So uh, he's going to be a regular on the show anyway so i wanted to bring him back president ceo red state talk radio my friend scott adams how are you brother
2: hey ceo doing great
1: fantastic fantastic man listen this is much better sound quality michelle thank you thank you thank you scott well before we get into your a uh, scenario about uh, Pelosi and all that to answer our, our listeners' questions and so forth. I want you to shed some light on what kind of damage may be done with a Brandon Straka being arrested uh, and charged with this capital uh, invasion. What's your thoughts? Talk to us. Well,
2: uh, yeah, that that's uh, pretty interesting, really. Uh, he was just there. He wasn't even on the inside of the Capitol building, from what I understand. And uh, here he is getting arrested, and it just reminds us of why it is that we could probably uh, no longer trust the FBI. I, I don't trust the FBI personally, um, and you keep you keep hearing, you know, about the uh, top brass being corrupt, but the uh, the people that the, that work the day to day jobs are straight up but if that was the case you wouldn't have had this coordination with CNN when they broke into Roger Stone's house you wouldn't uh be breaking into Paul Manafort's house you wouldn't be setting up a sting operation with George Papadopoulos at the airport wondering where the ten thousand dollars was that was planted on him by the U.S. government so you know all of these things when you take a look at it um and you look at Straka uh and you look at um, Mike Lindell uh, being a victim of uh, Twitter censor, censorship. You um, can look across the board at all the censorship and all the targeting of conservative voices. And uh, this is just yet yet just another example of the discredit. You know, try, them, the powers of being trying to discredit uh, popular voices. Like uh, Straka. And Straka, you know, um, is an openly gay uh, person that supports Donald Trump, like Rick Grinnell, an openly gay person that supports Donald Trump. They both do great work for the conservative movement. They're both wonderful patriots and great people. And um, yet their voices are being silenced. It's a really sad state of affairs. Um, and you know what's amazing, too, is what bothers me the most, perhaps, is that I have so many Democrat friends in my life that support this. They turn a blind eye to it, and it's amazing that they turn this blind eye to it. The same people that actually bought the Kool-Aid that Jonathan Gruber was selling with, depending on the stupidity of the liberal voter, uh, they just insult them. And they don't answer the journalist's questions, and yet the journalists keep gobbling up the Biden. And you wonder what kind of Kool-Aid they're drinking for them to actually accept the censorship, to accept the non-answers of political questions at the top of the administration here, and to um, endorse all of these types of draconian measures. Uh, It's really a sad chain of events, you know. Here's Straka, you know, normally they... If it was uh, the other way around, uh, Trump supporters would be called homophobic. Just like if Trump issues a travel ban in the face of a pandemic, it's okay if a travel ban is launched by Biden, but it's, it, it, uh, Trump is xenophobic if he uh, leads the world in travel bans and does the right thing for the American people and the world. By, w- uh, hypocrisy its finest.
1: By whatever means necessary, Americans, you better understand something. They are coming for you if you're wearing uh, any type of badge that says conservative or GOP or, or anything like that, Christian, uh, uh, person of faith. They're coming for you. There are certain groups that will not be bothered However, uh, there are certain of us who will be targeted, and Nancy Pelosi and all of her uh, people, all of her men and women are are behind this. Now, Scott, uh, back by popular demand, man, I'm telling you, uh, I've had people who really, really were myth that they did not hear uh, what you had to say last week about uh, certain Uh, possibilities with nancy pelosi and her uh stratagem for um having power in this next two years talk to us about it again
2: i just think that you know you always have to look at follow the money look at where the motivating factors are and nancy pelosi is very powerful barack Hussein is very powerful and you know the Democratic Party is very evil. Let's not forget, Yao, know, that the Democrats advocated and danced and pushed and elected a Muslim sympathizer in the wake of the 9/11 Islamic terror attack on our country, and they had the gumption to hire to hire or elect a man like Barack Hussein Obama. And fast forward, now we're in in the the age of Joe Biden. If you were to look up in the dictionary uh, what a Chinese puppet looks like, and you open it up to the Chinese puppet section, it would be Joe Biden's face. Joe Biden is the kingpin of Chinese
1: puppets. As as a a scott Democrat, forgive me for forgive me for laughing pandemic. brother forgive me for laughing brother but i can actually see that little uh jester uh, like person that the chinese are using as a puppet and his his exactly. face the has jokers. joe biden on it <laughs> open
2: up a deck of uh, open up a new deck of cards and throw those jokers out that one of them is joe biden's picture wow so, the idea is is that what is what are the Democrats up to that's not by coincidence that's by design they were waging coups they got two impeachments uh, to a, a, a president that loves America and that in the wake of in the wake of a, a, a radical Islamic terror attack in 9/11 the first chance they could they got Barack Hussein Obama a Muslim sympathizer secondly uh, in the wake of the worst pandemic we've ever had coming from China they actually pushed Forward and advance and elect to a rigged election the Chinese puppet of all time. And so that's not by accident. The Democrats literally hate America. And they, or they wouldn't be hiring these people or electing these people in the wake of these events. It's just too uh, uncanny and ironic. So, fast forward to now what we have is we have a handpicked vice president. Kamala, that was handpicked by Barack Hussein. And then you have the um, Biden puppet that was put out there by the deep state. I'm talking about the people from the Brookings Institution. There are a bunch of um, uh, uh, radical Islamic sympathizers and radical, um, radical socialists that is, have been instrumental in advancing the, the ball with regard to impeachment and overthrowing the, president, the Trump presidency. That was the Brookings Institute. Don't forget that Fiona Hill learned about the dossier before anybody else through her contact at the Brookings Institution. So the Brookings Institution is a really anti-American group, in my opinion. It is. And,
1: it uh, is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the Atlantic Council, the same thing. They're all a bunch of globalists. But here we got Nancy Pelosi. So you got this power struggle. And Nancy Pelosi... You know, I would never want to be caught in a dark alley with her because she's got the daggers. Her own daughter said she'll cut your throat off, cut your head off, and you won't even know you're bleeding. (laughs) And this is her own daughter saying it. So basically the point is Nancy Pelosi has access to money, access to power, and she usually wins those fights, and she's vicious, thin-skinned, intolerant of anything, and she will ruin a person's life even if that person's a hairdresser, that got caught up in, you know, uh, a scandal, right? She'll ruin your life, and she doesn't care two cents about you. So I think that what happens now is you're going to see a Barack Obama-Nancy uh, Pelosi power struggle. Yeah, there'll be fake smiles, but in the deep throes of it, they already know they can impeach Biden. And that's why Nancy did the 25th Amendment, right, adjustment. Fit for office. Uh, tweak tweak that. Joe's a perfect example. He's a poster boy for getting impeached. Wow. Whether it's Ukraine, whether wow. it's China, whether it's
1: Hunter. You know, Scott, I, I hadn't you know Scott, I hadn't thought about that. They could actually impeach Biden and, and, and call it this is what they would do. They would say, Oh, we did it fair and balanced. We impeached Donald Trump and now we must impeach Joe Biden too. Right, but they won't impeach Joe Biden because uh,
2: that would then lead to Kamala Harris, and then Barack Hussein would be in charge because Kamala Harris is Barack Obama's puppet. You know, wow. Don't forget about the Jesse Smollett thing.
1: Yeah, and yeah. There's a
2: connection between Kamala Harris, Jesse Smollett, Tina Chen, and Barack Obama. Uh, Tina Chen was the chief of staff for Michelle, and um, you know, and the, and the mayor, um, uh, Emmanuel, Obama Emanuel was the chief of staff of Obama. So that was all in the works to push a anti lynching uh, uh, legislation that Cory Booker and Kamala Harris were putting together. But let's fast forward. So Nancy Pelosi thinks of herself first. It's very possible, though, that the way you actually get to have a Nancy Pelosi presidency, which don't think she hasn't thought of this, um, she's third in line, she's Speaker of the House. Uh, The the only way she could actually do that is to not just take Biden down, but to take Biden and Kamala Harris down together. So if you start to see the conservatives win cases in the courts with respect to election fraud, it's because Nancy Pelosi wants that to happen. And if that happens, then both are disqualified, both Kamala and Uh, biden are disqualified so ukraine corruption only gets biden california corruption only gets kamala but um if you want to take them both down you got to go with election fraud so keep your eye on the piece of the puzzle that is election fraud because if that starts to go south for the democrats it's because nancy pelosi wants it to happen that way both get disqualified and nancy pelosi becomes president
1: and and so there you go Uh, my friend up in arkansas i wanted to hear that fella i couldn't hear him though i got i I know that you heard him this time download free vcl brian show and if you want to hear this kind of banner coming from scott adams who has an incredible mind love to listen to him talk. tune in the scott adams show eastern time daily eight o'clock eastern every day the scott adams show and hey all of us are In fact, um, I want you to get on board with us here at the C.L. Bryan Show and on Red State, the largest talk platform in the country. Scott, what you'd... Uh, have just talked about with us does raise uh, a couple of flags for people like you and me uh, as far as the targeting and that type thing is concerned. We, we, you and I are ready for that, and uh, you're a former wrestler. I'm a former boxer, and all this kind of thing. And uh, you know, anywhere we, we we are together, and even if we're apart, and people take us on, we're formidable. But the the, the same does not necessarily apply. For a lot of Americans who don't know what to do, who are scared to death, do they have a, a real uh, concern in their feeling targeted, too? Got about three minutes in this segment, Scott, but why don't you stay with me through the break if you can.
2: Okay, sure, yeah. And I actually have something interesting to talk about with the to of the Flynn. Uh, and uh, we could get into that after the break. Uh, General Flynn's brother, Charles Flynn, uh, has now just gotten a big promotion by the Biden. Wow. So you got General Flynn being hired twice with the Obamas, and you got his younger brother, Charles Flynn, now running the whole Pacific um, uh, Infantry and uh, the Pacific Army. Yeah. Wow. Uh, big, huge promotion.
1: Interesting. Yeah. And so you have some so, interesting so, motives behind that.
2: Oh yeah, and uh,
1: let's talk about that after. Right. Let's talk about that in detail after the break. Let's do that. Let's. I want. I want to hear what you got to say, man. I got to hear what you got to say about Flynn's brother being promoted because, see, friends, this soup is thick, and let us guide you through it right here on Red State. Scott, uh, here in this next two minutes, though, and tell us, tell the American people, is the threat real for them? Even if they're not on a platform like ours.
2: Well, the the American people, the threat is real. And what we have to do is go for the Achilles heel. We don't, you know, we know the simple math is two party systems don't work because if, if we were to split up the GOP into the Patriot party and the GOP, next thing you know, we have two parties. We might get 28% each, but someone else is going to come in with a higher percentage. uh, The least likely of the three and steal the election, so we can't have three parties. It didn't work out so well for the Reform Party. It didn't work out so well for the USFL. So we got to keep our eye on the prize. A third party works great in the primaries. So what we want to do is focus on targeting, you know, Liz Cheney, uh, Kinsinger, and all these rhinos that are actually up for re-election, like Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, and try to primary them out. That needs to be our focus because that is our Achilles heel. We don't have unification and solidarity within our own party. It's as if we're running a party in Congress that's actually split into two different things and it pretty much then makes for a uni party. The Democrats keep a coalition together. They will vote for an impeachment without due process and just throw parliamentary procedure out the window. Uh, but that's because they drink the Kool-Aid and they're coerced by strong-arm tactics from Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. But what we need to do is we don't want to be that swampy person, but what we need to do is get the get the kind of representative, representation that the American people support. And it certainly isn't the Bob Corkers, Jeff Blakes, and Paul Ryans of the world. It's not the rhinos of the world. It's absolutely the uh, Trump agenda, the America First agenda, and the agenda that protects us all with safer borders stronger military and smaller government lower taxes and all those things that we uh you uh, betcha freedom of religion freedom of speech
1: those are freedom works tenants right there scott adams on with me i'm cl be right back after this short break don't go anywhere CL, back with you throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And if more than ever, now is a time to hold these words close to your vest and in your heart. Take it back. That's not an incitement to any type of rioting. It is an incitement for you to keep what was given to us by those who came before us. Yes, I've given you a republic if you can keep it. Can we keep it, America? That's the fight that is ahead of us. On with us is someone who helps lead the charge in this fight. President of Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in the nation, my friend. And uh, CEO of the company, Scott Adams. You're going to talk to us about Mr. Flynn and his promotion, his brother's promotion Talk to us. What? What? What's all that about?
2: Yeah, it's kind of interesting. When I saw that uh, appear as an article, uh, you know, was posted, um, made news. I thought, okay, that's unusual. That there's another plan, Charles Flynn, that uh, got promoted to the um, uh, Pacific uh, section. So it's, uh, it says here, Lieutenant General Charles Flynn has been nominated to lead U.S. Army Pacific. He's the younger brother of Michael Flynn, who briefly served as a national security advisor in 2017. And Trump pardoned him in November. And so there's Charles Flynn, right? A general, a lieutenant general. And what are the odds? So, you know, the Flinds have been lifelong Democrats. And, you know, so many in other communities, whether it's the Q community or, or um, the MAGA country, a lot of people endorse this concept that Flynn was our hero and that he was—he knew where all the bodies were buried, and they were going after Flynn. But you know, after a while, you have to start thinking. Maybe let's just flip that. Up. Let's just play devil's advocate for a little bit. Let's just kind of flip it upside down and see what that portrait looks like. You know? You understand? Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. We that. We're going to flip this upside down. Let's just take a look. So. If Flynn's the smartest guy in the room and knows where all the bodies are buried, like right? Michael Flynn, and why was he hired with, by the most radical socialist government in history twice? Mike Flynn was hired by Obama twice. Now he was fired by Obama twice as well, but he was hired by Obama twice. Now he's a lifelong Democrat, and the first thing he does is he allows himself to be alone in the room with Pianca and Strzok. Peter Strzok, Joseph Pianca, part of the FBI, when Comey said, I'm just going to send a couple of guys over, the guys went over, they had a group meeting, then next thing you know, Flynn allows himself to be alone with Pianca and Strzok. Two really dastardly duos, right? You know, the guys having an affair with Lisa Page, whatever. Yeah. The point is, is that they meet up in this meeting and... According to the Plot Against the President documentary, they say the people that were in the earlier part of that meeting were upset and called the attorneys. They said, what's he doing alone in the room with those guys without an attorney? Well, Flynn's not dumb. Flynn's smart, right? 30 years, security expert. He should have known better. And he did know better. But he allowed it to happen anyway. Why? Because perhaps he wanted it to happen, that he gets picked up, they talk about the Logan Act, they talk about perjury charges, and over a perfect phone call that he had with Kisley which was a normal call, nothing wrong with the call, it didn't make any sense that there would be a perjury trap of any sort. And so you're to believe, then, that that case is going to last three and a half years and tens of millions of dollars in litigation over a perfectly good call that the Biden transition team had with Iran over the last three, four weeks with no one even blinking an eye, right? This kind of thing happens all the time. It's not abnormal.
1: Right. Let so me ask you The thing
2: is, is, well, and then here's where it gets even more fishy. You smell a fish? Well, so why in the world would then Mike Flynn hire Covington and Burling? Who's Covington and Burling? Eric Kohler's law firm. You're going to go to the law firm of Eric Holder and Barack Obama, Covington and Burling. That's the law firm you're going to choose, and you're going to think that somehow that's going to work out great for you.
3: <laughs> so,
2: so, so, at some point, it, what, what is Flynn? What is Flynn doing here? Right. So, if you look at the plumbers, you know, in Watergate, they were paid for by the Democrats, right? The plumbers were paid by the Democrats to rob their own headquarters. Then no one's going to believe that they would rob their own headquarters. They're going to blame Nixon on Watergate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Next thing you know, who now who was on the Watergate Commission? Wasn't that Hillary Clinton?
1: She was, she was on fired. it. She was definitely on it.
2: Okay. Well, if it wasn't she part of that Russian hoax, too, where she financed?
1: Oh, President yeah. She, she's Trump. no stranger to okay. these types of no, scenarios.
2: The thing is, this is the same playbook. Yeah. The hoax. Okay. Where, where the cover-up is worse than the crime, one thing that Trump said, one thing he said this, uh, one thing I learned about Nixon and Watergate was the cover-up's worse than the crime, so I don't get involved.
1: I mean, and you know what, what, he what said. Scott, let me ask now, you this. the
0: reason why I bring it up.
1: Let me, let me ask you the the reason this. Reason let me, let me in- let me, and hold that thought. Let me interject this into you. I need you I need you to comment on this, because this is going along, because people are beginning to we're seeing something here, and we're questioning something. Now, here's the question. Not being a politico, like the president was not. He was not a politico. He wasn't a politician at all. Was he then, by naivete in some cases, especially it seems like in this one and and others, was he taken advantage of, was it easy to sort of thump him, to to put him in the situation that that eventually happened? Talk to me about it. Because people are going to ask that question. No, the president
2: wasn't naive. The president was outgunned. But the president wasn't naive because the president knew to keep his fingerprints off the cookie jar. And he did, because that's exactly why Nixon had to resign, because Nixon got involved. And keep in mind, too, that while they were doing the Watergate impeachment, while they were doing the Russian hoax impeachment or train impeachment, who was president? John Dean was on CNN and MSNBC every day of the week. John Dean was. The rat, that little and rat? He was in, he was in, he was in Nixon's White House. And then he was an infiltrator, a lot like the swamp creatures of today. Um, And then you got Woodward and Bernstein, two liberal journalists from the Washington Post. And who were they colluding with? Deep Throat, right? Mark Felt. Mike Mike Felt. Yeah. And so Michael Felt, or Mark Felt, um, uh, the uh, Deep Throat character, was a disgruntled FBI agent. So you have the same exact play where there was a hoax committed where the plumbers were supposed to get caught in Watergate, and they pinned it on Nixon. Nixon then covered it up, and he gets the cover-ups worse than the crime. So Trump understood that. But what I'm saying is the reason why I bring it up is because one of the things that Trump was going to do is he was going to declassify a lot of stuff. But when you have your own cabinet member, General Flynn, as a cabinet member who got fired early on, the first person to get fired, he was fired within two weeks. Uh, Now to try to defend him, because he's within the Trump administration as a cabinet member who got fired, and now is to defend himself. If Trump gets involved in declassifying information that's related to the case, which is all of the Ukraine stuff, all of the Russian stuff, all of the um crowd stuff if he declassifies it then he gets hit with obstruction and he did he fired comey they said obstruction they then get Mueller, and they go for more um of the same which is a special counsel once it's appointed they, it makes it very difficult for you to declassify information because there's an independent investigation going on, and the declassification could be an obstruction of the investigation. That's why I think when Barr was leaving town, he then made Durham a special counsel. And then Trump, on December 22nd, had to write up a memorandum to work around to help John Ratcliffe release documents that they wanted to release before Trump left office. And it's also why Trump pardoned Mike Flynn to end the case once and for all.
1: And that's exactly what happened as far as that was concerned. I got another topic. I got to get to you. I got to get this one to you uh, before uh, we, we move on. Got eight minutes left. In in this yeah. segment, Scott, and I, wanna, I want you to take some time to talk about Joe's little boy, Hunter. Uh, what happens here? We talked about it last week, but the se- you talked about it. You, you, you clarified some things, but talk about uh, uh, Hunter Biden. What happens? Does all this go away? Do we need a special counsel? What's the deal?
2: I know he had a bagel this morning. <laughs> well, the Wall Street Journal actually came out with a headline story about Hunter Biden. They said he had coffee and bagel.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know if you saw that, but I posted that. I mean, the yeah. idea is, is that the the, the media, does, they want to cover what color ice cream you have, uh, what you have for breakfast. They're not interested in Hunter Biden. And the guy who owned the Mac shop, I guess, is not even with us anymore. I mean, they've covered this thing up uh, like, uh, like the Bidens always do. The Bidens have been getting pulled over for coke possession and high on uh, heroin for years. Their their daughter is involved with drugs and depression and all kinds of ridiculous statements that say that she has inappropriate showers with her father, Joe, uh, the president of the United States right now. Um, Hunter, you know, has all those photographs and videos of him over on GTV or G News which was this Chinese-based entity that was actually owned by Steve Bannon, believe it or not. Um, and that was financed by a Chinese guy. But you can't deny the videos and photographs were were real. I'm an I'm a imaging video... I mean, I'm pretty good at photoshopping and video editing stuff. I know technology very well. I analyzed that stuff for hours and days, and I couldn't find uh, a a problem with the images.
1: So uh, there wasn't any altering. There wasn't any altering as it has been claimed. That
2: that was supposed to be compromised. And the media blacklisted it. You would get thrown off the social media. If you reported upon it, it was, you know, censorship on steroids. That would have been an October surprise if it was the Trumps that Mm -hmm. were taking part of that activity. But. Um, that wasn't the case. It was the Bidens. So, you know, you got a crackhead heroin addict in Hunter Biden uh, that was doing business, illegal business, uh, on taxpayer dying. Um, and not only that, but he was doing the kind of business where he would take the $1.5 billion from China and use it to buy up companies in Michigan uh, that were then changing the way they would make manufacture their widgets and custom-make things that were tailor-made for um, uh, Chinese military parts. And they got a granted approval for that, uh, along with Christopher Hines, uh, to the Sipius Court to do these types of businesses. Who are the judges on the Sipius Court? The Sipius Court judges were the cabinet members. So, for example... John Kerry would have been a judge on Christopher Hines' CFIUS court approval uh, situation. And many of the people that Biden, that worked under Biden would have approved Hunter Biden's CFIUS court endeavors. So that's foreign interaction with foreign governments that could lead to national security issues. They have to get approved by the CFIUS court. But the CFIUS court's all flawed because... The judges at the top of the Siphius Court are part of the cabinet. Jay Johnson was on the Siphius Court. Uh, you know, Eric Holder could have been on the Siphius Court. John Kerry was on the Siphius Court. Those types of people. And so, um, if you wanted, uh, if you were a Trump and you wanted to do the same thing that Hunter Biden was doing, you would have been denied. Which then means that not only is it is it cronyism, but it's also um, allows for a monopoly to do price gouging because nobody else can actually get the green light that you get being the son of the vice president. And wow. that's what where Hunter Biden benefited.
1: And and, and, and this this scenario, is- this what you have just described. You mean to tell me that the American people are going to be thwarted of the justice that should be demanded over this type of sloth and mismanagement, unless, corruption? Unless
2: we, have, unless we have independent investigations uh, where uh, they would pretty much have to be foreigners, because if you're an American citizen, you'll be destroyed by the Biden administration. So you've got to have a very clandestine investigation uh, that makes it almost undeniable. And that's what they were trying to do by way of um, uh, uh, Bannon doing what he was doing with the data that they got off the laptop. I actually know a personal person that got access to the laptop, um, and it's all legit. It's on that last Oh, line. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's legit. S- Scott Adams, tell everybody how to get a hold of you and how to uh, become a part of that huge billboard there in Times Square. Got three minutes. Take it, man.
2: Yeah. ScottAdamsShow.com and com. The billboard, we just got a sale yesterday, and we just took video footage recently of New York. It's climbing back. Uh, a lot of people are walking on the streets. Uh, and, you know, it's just one of those things where. Um, we have been pushing our show host and pushing the conservative message in the bastion of liberalism in New York City, and it's been working out really, really well for
1: us. Well, listen, to you and Lenora, I want to say thank you uh, for inviting us into the family three, three years ago. Now, and it's really been a, a really good adventure for us, and uh, I think that we have— a Bright Future. Scott, I want to have you back next week. There's something that you're kicking off that I want to spend some time talking about. And uh, you and I will talk offline, uh, perhaps over the weekend. Yeah, we're
2: but putting together our board yeah. on that, and we want you
1: to be a part of it for sure. Well, listen, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer to you, man, and, and and for you. And thank you so much. Continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will, Scott Adams, because you are. And thank you so much again for being on with me. I'll talk to you soon, bro. Thank you, C.L. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Brian Show. That was Scott Adams, who is the president, CEO of Red State. Red State Talk. Yeah, that's my flagship platform right here. Uh, every day, the C.L. Bryant Show today we are live live and emanating from you uh to with you from beautiful louisiana my home sweet home but as i have told you my home well you know what louisiana is still going to be my home but i'm going to be residing i'm still probably going to be this i'll probably still have this house where i am right now but uh i uh, i'm going to be residing in florida Yeah, I'm going to be residing in Florida. I'm going to start over a whole new life. All of you know that you know, a year ago, on um, a month from actually today, a month from today, I will uh, have lost. Uh, Jane would have been gone one year, a month from this very day. In fact, a month on this very day, uh, we lost Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Uh, we lost another great Bryant. Jane was a great Bryant, and we lost Kobe. And um, this very day, sure did. And I hadn't even hadn't even remembered or even thought about uh, that we were up in Denver, up in Colorado, uh, at this very time last year, and it was. Really that bad up there. Snow came and went. Snow came and went. You know, and um, but I am going to relocate to Florida. Although Louisiana will continue to be my home. Friends, we had a lot to talk about when I return with you and to you on the other side of the break. Don't you go any place. Don't go any place because what I have to say as we close out um, this next segment. Yeah, it, it, it was heartbreaking to see the pipeline workers uh, talking about losing their job especially a crew chief yeah it, it didn't make sense that they should lose their job you thought I was worth saving so you came and changed my life you thought I was worth leaving so you clean C.L. back with you on this fantastic day in uh, the U.S.A. So glad that you are able to come along with us as uh, I'm um, trying to build and constantly continue to build the bridge to conversation daily right here on the C.L. Bryant show it's one of those days, uh, folks, where there's so much brewing. I was saying that um, this is the one-year anniversary. It just doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has been, uh, of Kobe Bryant uh, being killed and that uh, helicopter uh, crash. You know, he and his his youngest daughter were killed in that uh, that crash. I mean, that that was just absolutely devastating. And then for me, um, yeah, that was one Bryant gone. Uh, of course, we, he and I were not related or anything. But then a month, exactly a month to the day later, one month later, I lost uh, my my wife, uh, who was the center at that, at that time of my life. And um, the whole thing, world, seemed like it went out a total kilter. Um, had to get it back together. At least I thought I did or could in a short span of time. But um, no, I was only fooling myself. And that, my friends, is the essence of grief. But now when we look at what's happening to America, when we look at what's happening here in uh, this nation right now and and all of that, we may think that, well, um, perhaps we've already had uh, the love of your life, and uh, you may think that that that's that's that that's it that's enough for one go around but then there there you say no, you want more zest. you want more uh in and, and out of life. you want more and you you feel as though the same type of adventure, the same type of journey that you were on. That journey can continue. You want more. And scripture tells you, especially of the word, uh, to taste and see how good it is. You can't stop tasting life because bad stuff happens. Can't do it. You cannot stop tasting it, Americans because bad stuff happens. And so what we must do now is move forward. And find a way to make things right. And the only way that we're going to do that is to understand. Uh, and and uh, But maybe, maybe, maybe. And I was talking to someone about this the other day. Just maybe it's gone too far. Can it go back? Does anybody want it back? Are there voices? Just always have been crying in the wilderness. But there is a path that needs to be made straight always, and you should do it daily, as a fellow traveler and a Christian, a person of faith. There's a path that has to be taken. And um, we must take it boldly. And that's why we find ourselves in this predicament. But still, you have the quagmire. The question that creates this mire of did Joe Biden get... 80 million votes to become president of the United States. I don't think so. I personally don't believe that. But if you are a person who says that, like Mike Lindell, who's going to be on Michelle's, we're getting him for this week. Mike Lindell's coming on with me. We're getting him for this week. If you're a person who says that, if you tweet it out, if that's your opinion, if that's something you want to say, you you can get booted off of being able to say anything to anyone. Is that is that un-American? Huh? Because, I, I, hey, listen, I, I'm not talking about communist uh, Russia or China or even uh, Cuba or any place like Mexico. I'm not not even saying anything. I'm not saying that. Oh, yeah, you can disappear in Mexico for saying bad stuff against the government. Yeah, you can. Nigeria, don't even try it. Huh? And even though you can speak against your government in England and merry old England, it won't be too merry for you, brother, I'm telling you. If you start speaking out against the government, but here we had a right to do it until now. And it's not the government who is restricting your speech, or is it? Is it possible? And hey, I don't know, uh, Hannity, myself, who knows who may be off air in not too many days hence. And then how do we fight it? And then how do we fight? When they take absolute control of the airwaves. And you know that's what they're trying to do. So I might as well say what I'm going to say now. You might as well hear what we got to say now. Because who knows how we may have to fight this fight tomorrow. You do understand that we are in a war. This is a fight. When you have social media giants who are able to shut down the president of the United States, when you're a, when you're able to boot him off of what is known as a social media platform, when you're able to kick him off, hey, you better be, you better smooth believe you're you're not too many you're not too many they're not too many steps behind you. Oh, you're you're peanuts. They only let you go because you are just peanuts, but they're terrified. They don't like what I say. They don't like what Hannity says. They certainly don't like what Scott Adams says. They don't like what you're saying. As most of my listeners who listen to this show, uh, 95% of you are probably conservative. I know that I have a small group of liberals that listen to this show religiously. I know because you tell me so. And uh, you don't like it much either, but I think you do. Why? Because you listen. And I want you to keep on doing it. In fact, invite a friend. Maybe we can have a group discussion about what you hate here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Liberals hating you. And I have liberal friends, don't get me wrong. And there are many things that uh, I say here on this show that will never be palatable to them. I understand. Am I concerned about it? No. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not. No, I'm not concerned about it. Because they have a right to their opinion of me. But this is the problem. They don't want me to express my opinion of them. I was put sauce for the goose, right? Sauce for the gander, right? That's what I thought. What, What do roosters eat? They eat what the hens eat. Sure. What sauce for the goose is sauce for the gander. If you can talk about me, if you can uh, have your opinion and put me out there and, 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 and really just spread all kinds of stuff out there falsely about me, how come I can't say something about you? But that's the way the libs play the games. Now, Scott Adams had a very interesting take on that Pelosi thing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens with little Joe Joe Biden and Joe Biden's little boy. But the point that he made that was really outstanding was this. While you're looking at the domestic policy advisor in Susan Rice... Oh my goodness. Was that uh, Nancy Pelosi doesn't want Kamala Harris to be president either? Terrified of Trump. Don't really want Biden. The news media don't want Biden either. And folks, we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. You can tell that they are absolutely bored to tears. You heard Scott mention that uh, we know what Hunter Biden or Joe Biden had for breakfast this morning. was a bagel. Yep, that's how interesting the news is for the reporters these days. That's actually an insult. When reporters report on what you are eating instead of what you are saying, and you are president of the United States, if you're a pastor and they only want to talk about uh, your suit, they want to talk about the shoes you have on. You're a pastor. And that's all they really want to talk to you about, my friend. You have nothing to say. Believe that. You have nothing to say. Joe Biden, you better understand one thing. When they only want to know what kind of ice cream you like, they don't res- they, they they have don't respect anything that you have to say, friend nothing. Are you hearing me? Nothing. <laughs> and so that's how important your ideas and opinions are to them. They can only relate to ice cream. And don't get it twisted, Americans. And if you haven't been watching for it, you better watch for it because Joe Biden's Television appearances, Joe Biden's reading of speeches, any of those type things. If you watch closely, they are as scripted as a day at the nursing home. They're scripted as a day at the nursing home. That's what you got. That's what you voted for, wasn't it? I was sure you guys voted for that. Yeah, buyer's remorse. You know, I, I hear people talk about that, about vehicles and cars that they buy. I guess you can have feel that feeling, uh, you know, if you can't really afford the thing, and you bought it anyway, you get buyer's remorse really quick. Uh, I've never had that because I, I've, never, I've never bought a vehicle I, I couldn't pay for. You know, I've I've had one that I, I gave back to him because it was a lemon. I know that that might be what you want to do with Joe. Huh? But you'd have to admit you were wrong. And we all know that you're not going to do that, are you? Yeah, you were wrong about Joe. You are real wrong. Joe, though, got what he wanted. After all those years in Washington, all Joe wanted was to have left Washington being called, or having that been called, Mr. President. Well, you'll never get it from me, Joe, but I guess you got what you wanted. I'm C.L. Be back after the top of the hour with more C.L. Bryant Show. <music>
2: This room, boys, I'm just a pimp on this room.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone, to the C.L. Bryant show throughout the Fruited Plains of the Greatest Nation on the Face of the Planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. Well, uh, listen, um, Joe Biden's about to sign what will be known as uh, a racial equity order now you need to you need to pay attention to what I'm about to tell you because full disclosure you're hearing this from a conservative black man who once was on the other side nearly thirty years ago now uh but on the other side of this argument I, I've seen as a young man the other side of how this this thing can can play out, and I also understand the game plan. Of the other side. Keep in mind I am the former two term president, thirty nearly thirty five years ago now, of the NAACP Garland, Texas. The magnet schools in Garland, Texas happened under my watch. I was presiding over that with my organization and my um, the federal in our attorneys, Ed Cloutman was our attorney. Judge Jerry Buckmeyer was a federal judge uh, there when we sued the Garland Independent School District in, in uh, federal court. And out of that came the magnet schools in in Garland, Texas. And so. So. I've seen both sides of this and this racial equity thing that Biden is about to sign (laughs) Americans. It will not do us any good. It will not be good for us. It will create the types of tensions in schools and in social gathering places. It will create uh, climates for lawsuits that the likes have not been seen before. Joe Biden is signing single-handedly into the pages of idiocracy, the American legacy. That's what Joe Biden is doing. And, 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 And all of it is a farce. Are you I, I wish that we could grasp just how much we have been duped and, and what's going on here. Wake up and, and yeah, the thing to ask is what what do you what can I do? Well, it's obvious. you send representatives to washington d c I don't know I, why Jordan stayed home and didn't vote. I don't know. It sure wouldn't make this fight easier if you guys had gotten out and just went and voted. But you didn't. And uh, there's no sense in even crying over the spilled milk. But I'm just saying that, you know, the fight didn't have to be like this. And Americans, if the outrage and listen, uh, we're going to get back to Brandon uh, Strata, uh, uh, Strata here in just uh, a little bit. The, the founder of the walkaway movement arrested yesterday in Nebraska, charged with inciting the Capitol robbery and all of this. Uh, he says nah, nay, nay. They say yay, yay. And, and so we, there we go. We'll see. Oh yeah, I guess we'll see. For sure, we're going to see for sure how this pans out. Now, uh, and on the sets that I have, you know, uh, here I'm seeing Jen Saki on uh, there the. President Biden's new press secretary, the press or or Biden's press secretary, uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Oh my goodness, that was a slip of the tongue. Did I say? Oh my god! Please, um, all of you, please forgive me. I mean, Joe Biden's uh, press secretary, Jen Psaki. (sighs) (sighs) Oh, just makes my skin crawl to even think that it came out of my mouth. Those words, Joe Biden's press secretary, Jen Psaki, is as slippery as an eel. She never answers a question. She always skirts it. You ask her about apples, she's going to tell you about oranges. Fruit it is, but not what I ask about. That's what that go. That's how she plays the game. That's how she plays the game. Okay, Jen. Cool beans. But I'm telling you, Joe is a prisoner. Joe Biden is a prisoner, and he's not going to be one much longer because they're figuring out figuring out something else they want to do. And I'm not too sure he. Uh, Fits into that. Scott Adams thinks that uh, somehow they're going to get rid of him, cause him to step down. Uh, he doesn't think that impeachment is in for Joe, but it could be. Why not? Fair is fair. Joe, you became what they call, uh, you know, head of state. You got your pipe dream. Now, go away. <laughs> I have a feeling that's the way it's going to be for you. And so, how many of us are truly targets now? Huh? Mike Lindell's going to be on with us later on in the week. I think that's Thursday. He's going to be on with us. He's kicked off of Twitter. What are you going to say to get put in jail? What I'm going to say to get put in jail, I I seldom say anything as as insightful as all of that. I mean, uh, I don't see any reason for that. I'll be that way on radio. But what happens when they're able to shut down even airwaves like ours? Our airwaves are free. I can say anything I want to say here on Red State Talk Radio. I uh, believe in keeping uh, everything clean and above board. There, there is no cursing here unless a, a guest comes on and uh, flips one out there. But um, <laughs> uh, very seldom does that happen. We were able to catch that when we were in studio. Uh, people could say, you know, could speak their minds. Uh, but you know, when they come on, Michelle does warn them that ours is a is a show that's no, it's not even PG. It's it's more G. <laughs> oh yeah, we we keep it pretty G. <laughs> Around here, yeah, so that can be used by for the furtherance of the kingdom of God. And so, um, what happened to all of that? Everything now is just seemingly as though it was, it was not on the edge of Volga. If it's not on the edge of uh, risque. It's not interesting to people, isn't it? What what has happened to kinder gentler plain and simple what's what's happened to kickback laid back uh when I was coming along um you know growing up um really coming of age in the late 70s I began to come of age became a you know became a young man I was a young man very very young man just in my early early 20s uh, in fact I just you know stopped being a teenager in mid in the mid 70s and so um The atti- the attitude and the atmosphere, though, back then, coming out of the flower generation, flower child, hippie generation, you know, go-go generation, um, we were much more laid back. You know, people who don't really know me think I'm really high-strung. I'm not. I'm really not uh, that high-strung or even that high-octane when I'm off of um, the radio. I'm very mild-mannered. People are surprised. And you'll be surprised. A lot of folks who have high octane visibility and all that kind of thing, when you really meet them, they, they're really down to earth, low key people. That's the way I am. I look forward to meeting a lot of you on the road this coming um, year. It's going to be a blockbuster year. Got so much to do. And finally, it looks like uh, we might get um, our book, uh, the new book, written. And the movie made, and so um looking forward to all of that, and uh working on ideas now, just need to find the time to um and get with writers and so forth, and get the new book done, get it out there, and done, and then um'm gonna be looking for original scores. And people who can do that type thing for um new film project, our new film project, Red, White and Black. I've been talking about it now for a couple of years. But it is now time to move forward with that film project, Red, White and Black. And um, our last film, Runaway Slave, was indeed a blockbuster. Uh, it won uh, Crystal Dove Award yeah, for best Documentary and limited release, it was won the Crystal Dove Award, and uh, one of our crowning moments uh, is achievements and we're certainly gra- glad grateful to God for that blessing and being gracious to us in that way and So friends, what does our future look like and and whose voice will be around to talk about it? Will yours? huh can any of us you know this is the this is the killer part about it just a year ago right now this very time a year ago even though on this day Kobe Bryant uh, was killed one year ago uh, but even but even with one year ago being a boon for us we were booming we were booming just go just let me use your imaginations for just a minute let's go back in time one year from now and, and you know what it doesn't seem like that long because it, it doesn't seem like it's been that long since kobe left us and and, and really it seems just like yesterday uh, and it'll be a year one month from this very day when i lost my wife and it doesn't seem like it's been that long but it's been a year a whole, listen, seasons have changed. All of them. All of the seasons have changed and are coming back again. And I thank God that in my life, uh, they're coming back to the springtime. A, a new beginning for me. Yeah, March is the, is the month that spring is contained in, right? Right? And so for me, that's the new beginning. But America, last year this time, even though, of course, I didn't know what the outcome would be uh, as as far as, uh, you know, Jane's sickness and all that kind of thing. I didn't know what the outcome of that would be. I could not see beyond it, but I certainly did not believe that we would be in an economic downturn in this country friends there are friends of mine who have lost their businesses in all of this covid stuff and then the foolishness that goes along with it with the burning of cities over people who lose their lives doing stupid stuff we couldn't foresee any of that but as but but we did not po- think that it was possible that the economic grandeur and the economic boom that we were enjoying at this time last year at this very time last year even though there had been cases of COVID reported but it was this time last year It was at this time last year lacking about two weeks that nancy pelosi and and uh you got to remember joe biden was saying that the president was xenophobic, xenophobic for 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 saying that We need to shut down the borders. Yeah. It was at this time, and lacking about a week, maybe two now, that Nancy Pelosi was saying was in Chinatown without a mask, even though they were warned by the president, the former president, well, President Trump, in my estimation is still the only legitimate president of the United States hey hey take me off there because i'm going to make a fight out of it oh there won't be a stink like the one i'm going to raise <laughs> you, you 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 i'm telling you huh in my estimation i'll say it again donald john trump is the only legitimate president of the United States and i won't think otherwise until we audit All of those votes. That's all we were asking for anyway. We audit those votes. Joe Biden uh, is apparently truly the winner of the presidential election. I will be the first person to step forth and say hail to the chief. But We didn't get that. We didn't get that. We didn't get that satisfaction in this cloud that surrounds all of this. We didn't get that. We wanted that satisfaction, but we did not get that. That's all we wanted was the satisfaction of knowing that everything possible had been done to make sure that the voter, the voting rights of the American citizen was honored and upheld. We didn't get that. And there's a price that's going to be paid for it. And we're not talking about storming the catpulls or anything, but the Democrats are going to... Well, well you know what? Hey, wait a minute. Hold, put, let's pop the brakes right there. Let's pop the brakes right there. How about it? I'm not sure that there are Republicans other than Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, Rand Paul, Tom Massey, just to name those five and few who have the backbone to stand up for the American people. I'm not really sure there is enough of them. I know that at this very moment, we know that there's not enough votes in the Senate to even uh, convict uh, President Trump of any wrongdoing. And why would there be? Why would there be any votes at all? Every time you hear a Democrat Operatives speak, they talk about Trump inciting a riot. The president, they did they even listen to the riot to the speech? The president never incited anything, he certainly didn't incite things like uh, Maxine Waters saying, If they saw one of you or me in a restaurant, get in our face. Oh, now that wouldn't. Ins- oh, my goodness. If you want to start a riot in a restaurant, that's what you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have that kind of uh, fuse. Okay? I have that kind of fuse. You don't crowd me, and you don't disrespect my space. Yeah, you've been warned. Hey, folks. This is going to be a year of change. It already has been. We'll talk about the jobs that are about to be lost when I come back. Young black youths, youths, young black youths, young white youths, young Latino youths, young people of America, you're on your way back to Obama (laughs) land. Under the guise of what will be known as racial equity order, the greatest oppression for the Caucasian sector of our nation is about to begin. And it's going to be instigated by those who are embracing Marxist ideas. You see, uh, their method, of course, is to uh, oppress the greater numbers of, first cow them down and they pretty much have most of you cowed down to tell you the truth i've seen it even those in eastern Bloc countries and i i told this story i told this story across the nation here uh now uh, of this this uh, eastern Bloc uh gentleman who came to me at a, a speech that i was doing up in oregon and um he said to me ask me he said C O um I see something, or he said to me at first, he said to me first, CL, I see something in Americans that I've never seen before. Uh, what is that? Fear. I see fear in you. And, and folks, you may not realize, but the rest of the world believe and truly think of Americans as us as fearless. When they see fear in us, then they're scared too. And then later uh, in the conversation, he, he asks, uh, finally, If America goes away, then where do people go? Huh? Well, where do people go? I mean, where where do your children, what do they do? They're about to know in these next couple of years anyway, with Joe Biden signing their birthright away. Joe Biden signing away your children's birthright. Oh, oil and gas is the lifeblood of this country. It's what has made us great—Spindletop and uh, the discovery of Hainesville shales and things like that. Oil and gas, <clears throat> oil and gas. Pardon me, is the life's blood of America. Oh, Joe Biden, it's, it's the it's the essence of where our children have their futures. And vroom, vroom, high-velocity and high-powered cars is the essence of where they have their futures. There is no feasible economic future for a green world because it cannot sustain the masses. The masses must run on octane. And yeah, one of these days, one of these old days, we very well may be in cars that run on the sunlight, But we're not now, and we're certainly not going to be in that position for the next 50 years. Why starve ourselves to death? Why kill America and let China run free? And they're the greater polluters. Young people, hear me. I was saying this to you before I left and went to break. You're on your way back to Obamaland, and some of you may say, within yourselves, well, what's wrong with that? He was, after all, a black president, he was flying and all this kind of stuff, and he was cool and all this kind of stuff. No, he was not. Looks only. They're very deceiving. Oh my God, looks are deceiving. Can I get a witness? Looks only. But he wasn't good for you. If you recall, can I use your imagination? Can I take you back just four and a half years ago, black youths, Latino youths, Caucasian youths? Can I take you back just four and a half years ago, American youths? Can I take you back, women, can I take you back just four and a half years ago to where you're headed right now anyway? And that's Obamaland. You're headed right back to Obamaland. And that was a land of unemployment. It was a land, a desolate land, where opportunities were n- n- not there for big being in business. There were no enterprise zones. Nobody was caring about developing the black entrepreneur, the Latino entrepreneur, or women. Women were opening businesses hand over fist during the Trump administration. Believe me, that's going to cease. Oil and gas jobs, they're going to cease too. It was heartbreaking to see the crew chief of uh, that pipeline, one of the the crew chiefs of that pipeline on television, having to go and tell his people, you don't have a job anymore in the midst of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. Things were looking good for those who had that job up until Joe Biden signed with the stroke of his pen a very prosperous, a very lucrative job, a good job. He signed it away and put literally thousands upon thousands of people out of work. Joe Biden did that just the other day. He's the guy that uh, is is, uh, inhabiting the Oval Office now because they gave him the oath of office. And they gave him the right to sign papers that will put people out of jobs. And because he is sold out, because he is a pawn of the left wing, far left wing. He doesn't care if he signs thousands of Americans out of work with the stroke of his pen so that he can satisfy his puppet masters. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. And no, he was not elected president of the United States. But there was a movement. Don't call me crazy. Call me whatever you want. Whatever. Whatever you want. But there was a movement from the time that Barack Obama said uh, within just a couple of days we're going to fundamentally change America. There was a movement from that time forward to do something different. In this country, something that, hey, none of us voted for. You didn't vote for it either. But guess what? That's what you got. That's what you got. You are being forced fed what they want you to have. Americans, you are being forced fed what they want you to have. They have shut down livelihoods. They have thrown people out of work, whereas President Trump was throwing jobs at people who needed, who wanted more than one. Or oh, you could have had two or three jobs before covid oh my goodness there were more jobs than people needing them one year ago this day america was booming one year later Joe Biden is president, they say. <laughs> Joe Biden has been given the oath of office to sit in the Oval Office and sign your birthright away one year from the time that we were prosperous beyond our wildest imaginations as Americans. Black unemployment one year ago today and the months preceding today was lower than it had ever been in the history of this country. A Latino... Unemployment was the same way one year ago today. Women were in business right and left, and then a pandemic hit just three weeks from, four weeks from from just four weeks from one month from the day the the um, beginning of that will be the beginning of March. One month from this day, uh, because let's see. Yeah, it'll be right at the beginning of March. We'll be one week away from the country shutting down. We'll be one one month and one week away from the news that we had better go get masks or bandanas or whatever and cover our faces. And businesses cannot open because even the facial coverings won't help. And then we got news that the facial coverings did help. But the businesses had to stay closed. The question did come up, and it was Donald John Trump who brought the question up. Well, if the mask work, why do we have to shut down business? And if the masks don't work, why are we wearing them? That's a question that's never been answered. If the mask work, why did we ever shut down business and ruin an economy and lead to a scenario where a lie could be told as to why a successful president, perhaps the most successful president in a a three-and-a-half-year period ever seen in American history, why that president... uh, should be voted out of office. That, why, the scenario of why he should. That's, that's all they had. They didn't do it. But the scenario of why he should be voted out of office was created as a convenient scapegoat explanation as to why he's no longer in the office. It was because people were so disheartened with his demeanor and, of course, his handling of coronavirus. Keep in mind, it'll be just eight months, eight and a half, nine months from uh, now, ten months from right now. After a pandemic had hit the United States, Donald John Trump ushered through vaccines that we're now being they're now being administered but yet he's voted out of office according to them who put all this into place and you me too it happened right before our very eyes we saw it happening, and it's happening even further with this racial equity order that is about to be signed. And here's a question that I have for all of you Caucasians out there. <laughs> I can't believe it. And you see, if you said this, it would certainly be a hate speech, okay, for you. And, and now, hear me, now hear this, now hear this. They're probably going to make this hate speech uh, even if I say it. But I'm going to say it anyway. So I'm I'm fixing to say something that I'm not supposed to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. All of you Caucasians out there must be losing your minds because you're standing by in 2021. This isn't 1865. This isn't 1965. 1965. This is twenty twenty one, and as a black person, I can tell you that there's nothing that I would want to do in this country that the skin my skin color will keep me from doing. So why are you pandering to me? Huh? I, I, I want I want to know that because you see me. I know there are some that want to be pandered too. I don't. I don't. I don't want you pandering to me. I want you to treat me like you treat anybody, another man, another, whoever. We're all people. We're all Americans. We all have the same interest. If you're a businessman, you want to be successful in business. If you're a family man, you want your family to be safe, you know, healthy and whole. If you're a preacher, you want to preach an effective gospel. If you're an American, you want to be left alone by big government. No, it, it's the socialists who want to intervene in your life. A true American wants to be left alone by government. Live my life. I'll pay my taxes. But I, I just want to live my life. Okay? Can I just do that? So here we are, Americans um on a collision course with the the radical leftist agenda that's there and I'm telling you that the racial equity order that Biden is going to sign if you white folks are going to be, let me tell you something you caucasian folks you will I <laughs> Oh, my God, if you don't if you don't yell racism, reverse racism about this. You're out of your minds. And you can't be cowed down. Being afraid of being called a racist, I know better. I'm a black man. I know better. When I see somebody standing up for their rights and somebody who is being afraid to speak for their rights. Your civil rights are being violated. And I know I'm a former civil rights president of an in, of, of a two-term president of ACP in Garland, Texas. I know when people's rights are being violated. This racial equity thing violates your civil rights. And women... This gender equity thing violates your civil rights. But you have no one speaking out on your behalf. You're not speaking out for yourselves because you're cowed down. Oh, let's just let it be. It's just going to go like that anyway. It's just like that anyway, CL. You know what, folks? I wish that I could just resign myself to letting go of the reins of this plow, of this mule. And I will, you know, even I get tired. When it's time to let go, I I will. I'm through with it. I'll be in Tahiti or New Zealand somewhere. When I'm through, I'm done. When I'm done, I'm done. And right now, I still think there might be something worth, you know, fighting for as far as our country is concerned. It's my country. It's it's what I want. You fight for what you want, right? If you, if you want something, you, you sort of, if you well, you fight for it. If you want something, you fight for it. But there comes a time when, you know, you just have to throw it in, throw it in, pretty, you know. And I haven't found that reason to do that yet when it comes to my country. But there's a many ex- expatriate who have been around and and so forth. And no, I, I, I'm not saying that I'm throwing in any towel as far as America is concerned. But sometimes, friend, the encourager needs encouraging as well. But I'm going to be here. I'll be around for a little while longer. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. And this is one of those days where you're seeing further uh, erosion of the American uh, foundation. And it's sad to watch. I'll be back after these brief words. Don't go anywhere worth saving so you came and changed my life you thought i was worth keeping so you cleaned me up inside you thought i was to
3: die for so you red state talk radio is now available as a voice command on your amazon echo and echo dot by simply saying Alexa.
1: Stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven and hand. And for the flag I stand. Follow me on Twitter at Rev R-E-V. Rev C-L Brian. Follow me on Twitter at RevCL. Oh my God! Head <laughs> Rev C L Bryant, and uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. oh boy, uh, Chinese. But anyway, that's used to be Montezuma's. Now that's that Chinese uh, revenge. There, now you must have heard me say something about dictators or something. But. <laughs> This is where we are, and um, all hands on deck. There is no question about it. That's what's necessary right now. Is all hands to be on deck. I um, want to end the show here today. And if you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to download free VCL Bryant Show, the C L Bryant Show app. It's a free app that you can download uh, free and um, listen to every show. All the shows are uh, archived there, and we certainly uh, appreciate all of you making um, our show as popular as po- as pos- as it has become. And this is certainly alternative radio, and it's the most popular form of uh, talk, Red State Talk. The Talk Monster is the largest talk pat- platform in the nation, really proud to be and happy to be a part of it. Now, watch closely, Mitch McConnell. McConnell opposes war power limit on, uh you know, Trump over this Iran thing. This, this the deal here. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he opposes a Senate resolution asserting that President Donald Trump must seek approval for Congress before engaging in further military actions against Iran. Now, this was a story that occurred years ago. But does this apply to Joe Biden? Does it apply to Joe Biden? Will it apply? Will will? Will Joe Biden, how, what will be his relationship even with, what will be his relationship even with uh, the Iranians? Huh? Gallup says 88% of Americans are dissatisfied with the way things are going in America that's a new Gallup poll only 11% of Americans say they are satisfied with the way things are going in the US so 88% 80 however you want to you cut the cake I guess there's 1% that's descending or whatever say they don't like it. Uh, This is the craziest thing about it. It used to only apply uh, to just sometimes us Republicans as far as shooting ourselves in the foot. But do you realize that everybody on Capitol Hill in one way or another within this past month have shot themselves in the foot. Oh yeah, the president did. The president could, could, should have stayed it was home a couple of Wednesdays ago. He should have stayed home. He had no reason to come out and say nothing to anybody. Except he should have taken my advice and I'll still be on some board somewhere if he decides to come back. I'll be on some board somewhere, whoever the Republican nominee is. At least I'll make myself available that way. The president only simply had to follow my advice, and my advice to him was this. Wait one hour before Joe Biden is given the oath, and then you come along, and declare that you are going to run for the Oval Office again in 2024. You have plenty of time to back out if you want to, but you could see, you could just feel the, the, you could actually see, you probably see, you probably could have seen the air leave the room if he had played it that way. Knowing the president's uh, joy and Um, love for this type of drama I know that the idea was floated to him I know it was I'm a surrogate I know it was gives me the impression that he may not want to run again And I know that so many of you out there, it felt, you know, let down, especially after the March, a couple of Mondays ago, and you were thinking something was going to transpire, that you were going to be able to go, you know, bare knucks over and all this kind of stuff. I know that there are a lot of you who felt that way, but the majority of you did not go anywhere near that Capitol building. Two hundred Trump supporters may have been there out of one point uh, two million or one point five. It wasn't one point five because that's what freedom works. That's what we had when we were there. I spoke to that crowd, that one point five crowd. So you have, you had over a million folks there, but two hundred of you, which is something like oh point oh 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 one or two, as far as that percentage is concerned went and did something stupid at the Capitol and they blamed our president for it. Although, like I said, he hadn't been there. um, It would have been so ludicrous to try and blame him for what people have done as it is anyway. It's ludicrous to try and blame him for what people have done anyway. It it, it really is like uh, you being... um, held accountable, you can take the blame if you want to for something that your twenty five year old kid does. Child well, your twenty five year old offspring, they're no longer your child at twenty five, they're your offspring. Yeah. They're no longer children. (laughs) Your offspring. And, And and so you take the blame for it. And you if you take the blame, you'll get the blame. Conservatives, Christians, Republicans, GOP members. You have leadership that want, don't mind rolling over and taking the blame just to get along. Aren't you sick of that? Now I'm about to say something that I'm not supposed to say. (laughs) A A la Dave Chappelle. I'm about to say something I'm not supposed to say. But it's hard to believe any of these people anymore. If you think that uh, we can trust Mitch McConnell now, any of them, Rona, Mc, Rona McDaniel. The GOP, what is it about anymore? Huh? And as I said last week, I said it on two major platforms. I said it on the Hannity Show. I said it on uh, Newsmax Television. The Republicans don't seem to realize that if they stand by and allow this to happen to their president... They might as well go live on a deserted island because their 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 whole platform, their old game will be over. It will be deserted. If they don't stand up for Donald John Trump, how can we depend on them to be representative of us when 74 million of us voted for him? How can we expect any of them to be representative of us if they don't stand up for him? If they allow their own president to be treated this way, no witnesses, no attorney, no evidence of him doing anything except what they say. They say shut down businesses and wear masks. That's what we did. Look what it has gotten us. Would there have been more deaths? I don't think so. Let me tell you why. Because nature has a very strange way of weeding out the weak. It'll do it. I hadn't heard of anybody dying of um, flu or anything like that that's not COVID related, right? No. Who's included in that 400,000? Do we even know? What's included in that 400,000? I know that there are people who died of heart attacks. Who's included in that 400,000 that said has died on the, they died with COVID? I know people who are in their 80s. Pastor Harry Blake being uh, in his 80s you know, has had uh, health problems for years. One of my uh, catechizers, when I was ordained as a young preacher many, many years ago, laid him to rest um, not long, uh, eight, nine months ago, laid him to rest. But I think he died because he got a bug that would have killed him as a weakened 80-year-old man anyway. I don't intend to be that. Uh, You know, Moses started his ministry at 80. And, um, uh, hey, I got several years to go, many years to go, before I get to a point where I take on that mantle. (laughs) Of uh, no, the ministry will be well underway, launched, and we will see what God will do with it from Florida here in just um, a couple of weeks, a few weeks, headed down that way shortly. And, um, friends, I, I have enjoyed so much uh, being uh, here and look forward to being with you. As we head into our American future, uh, both in this fashion, on YouTube fashion, and uh, we're looking at television fashion as well. And there's so much that God is doing for us, and um, I can't wait to be looking out on the beach or palm trees doing it. Um, I'm just uh, enamored with the idea of doing it. And I I do believe that it will last uh, a very, very long time. And I think it's going to be a very good home base for me. Used to dealing with the tornadoes and the hurricanes and all that kind of thing, being from Louisiana. But um, I can't wait to start my life new, start my life new in sunny Florida, the Sunshine State. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank Him for are men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL, and may God bless and keep you all.
2: I'm just a pilgrim on this road